Good evening. It is time for the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. So buckle up. We are in for a wild ride. So you guys know the drill. I am Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. So we have a great show planned for tonight. We're, we have Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft we're going to go over. We're going to split that into thirds. But first, we have to go over a retirement of a certain player, somebody who's in all of Patriots fans' hearts, Julian Edelman, wide receiver. He was drafted in 2009. He retires after the team announced he was being he was going to be released after a failed physical. Uh, so this guy is somebody who has who has won three Super Bowls, has won a Super Bowl MVP, and has just name you name it any Super Bowl that he has been in. He has he's been right in the middle of it with yeah. any any sort of uh, iconic play. Just name it. Super Bowl forty nine. The go-ahead touchdown pass. Super Bowl 51, the Edelman catch, as we call it, the juggling circus catch. There was in Super Bowl 52, sorry, 53, when he went, when he caught, no, when he, uh, when he won Super Bowl MVP. Uh, so this is a guy who, who he has no shortage of iconic moments in his career. He racked up some statistics. Um, in his during his time from 2013 on, but Justin, what do you make of this guy's career? Well, first and foremost, congratulations on a wonderful career of Julian Edelman. Happy retirement. As far as his career, his career is, I think his regular season is something to be desired for. I think his yards need to were not there as far as the all-time rankings, but in the postseason, this guy came to show up. This guy was phenomenal in the postseason, and when it came to Super Bowl time, he never failed. So as far as the postseason, he's clutch, and he was always reliable when Tom Brady needed him and became a Super Bowl MVP because of that. Hard as nails, tough, reliable, willing to fight for the extra yards, can punt, can catch, punt return, even played it down on defense before. I was surprised about that. So, yeah, I think he's had one heck of a career, and I think he'll be forever immortalized in Patriot history. Right. This is somebody who's who where you look at it as a Patriots fan, and you talk about one of the perfect Patriots, somebody who always just sacrifices. He does literally everything to win. He breaks his freaking neck to make any play. It's It was unbelievable. And early – people – People overlook this stage of his career, those beginning years from 2009 to 20 to 2013, when he really started to take off as a wide receiver. He was he took on a utility role where he was a punt returner. He played some downs on defense. You know, he was doing literally like literally everything. In fact, like I mean, we all know what he can do at quarterback. But uh, coming out of being a quarterback out of Kent State, uh, another that's another thing. Drafted out of the seventh round as a quarterback. Well, he wasn't he wasn't drafted as a quarterback, just a football player, literally. And that's what he wound up being for the first few years of his career. And, you know, as for there there's a lot of controversy right now going on with his career, whether or not he's a he's a a Hall of Famer. I have to agree. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer with uh you Justin. I know you you've said he's not a Hall of Famer, but mm-hmm. all of my, the argument that I take uh, that I'll have is if you, if he has a couple more seasons of like 1,100 yards, I think I think I I think he'd have my vote. I really do. 
I mm. think, you know, he has as many, I, I was telling, we were talking a little bit about, uh, off the air about this earlier on in the, uh, before we started recording, but I was saying he, he has in terms of postseason pedigree, he has as many iconic moments, if not more than any, any wide receiver who has ever played the game. You can make that case. He's made more like you. I know you talk about Jerry Rice with the statistics. I know we can talk about Michael Irvin, but look at Julian Edelman. All of these, you just name the postseason game he's been a part of, and he was and he was right in the middle of it. I think there were there were only a couple where you was you could actually look at, and he said, well, he didn't really make that much of an impact. And I think they were both in Denver. Um, but other than that, you know, there was look at. Against your Ravens in 2014, he threw a touchdown pass. We're not going to talk again, about that. but I am. Uh, in 20 Super Bowl 53, he won Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl 49, he ca- he catches the game the go ahead touchdown pass in a in a comeback in a in a game for the ages really one of the great great Super Bowls of all time. Super Bowl 51, he's making one of the uh, amazing catch in. Uh, and a great catch in the midst of one of the great and actually the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history, you know, just, just name, you name the postseason game and he's had, he's played some sort of a role. And, you know, if you look at it that way, you know, and if you add a little bit more on the regular season stats, then I think he's a, he's a hall of famer in my book and he's for his legacy. He deserves uh, he deserves every bit of the um, of the fame that he gets for what he has done. That that man played his ass off. He was a seventh round pick, being drafted as a quarterback, and you know he he, he deserves all the respect he's getting. Okay, okay. Let let's let's calm down here, Patriots Nation. Let, let let's calm down on the Julian Edelman hype train now that he's retired and all. You disagree? First off, for him to get even 1,100 yards in, like, the next two seasons, I don't think it's still a clear cut he's a Hall of Famer. But let's just say for the sake of argument, he would be 6,800 right now. So he'd have 9,000 yards. He'd have 9,000. It's still not in the not in the five-digit club. But I'll concede. Let's say for the sake of argument, yes. You realize Cam Newton would be his quarterback for at least one of those seasons. Which would make it that much more impressive, wouldn't it? You would have to believe that Cam Newton would have to give him the ball enough times for him to get 1,100 yards. And you don't believe Cam Newton enough for that to happen. I don't, which is why it would be a lot more – it would make it that much more impressive if he did it. Wouldn't Wouldn't you agree? It'd be impressive, but unfortunately, Julian Edelman's not a young man anymore. He's an old man. An old man with a bunch of injuries piled on. And I think last year was his year, and – his like final year to see if he had something left and he didn't have much left, unfortunately. Which makes it that much more impressive if you were able to do that. I know I know we're playing the if game, but you know, you're saying like, oh, even if he did, even if he did, you're naming all these long odds. If he pulled it off with uh, with an incompetent noodle arm quarterback, Cam Newton, and with and at his age and with the injuries he's gone through, it would make it that much much that much more impressive, and then he would absolutely get my vote for a Hall of Fame. Uh, ballot. Adam, just do it with me. Superman. Superman. You, you, no, it's not happening. Cam, Cam Newton is... 
No. He's going to be your savior back in, in, in New England. He's going to be your savior, and you're going to be like, you know what, Cam Newton? I'm sorry I was so hard on you. You had a good year, and we made the playoffs. I'm sorry I was so hard on you. It's not happening. Cam Newton is I, – I love Cam Newton. We're getting a little off topic, but – I'll give you a, I'll give you a quick take in case I haven't already on this on this podcast. I love Cam Newton's work ethic. I love how he all says all of the right things. He can't play to save his goddamn life right now. Okay, let's just say it was an off year. He didn't. It was a COVID year, and he didn't have the necessary things to work. So I'm gonna just say, take. I sure life. hope so. And let's just move on to this year. As far as Julian Edelman's concerned, we can't do what ifs right now because. They're what ifs. It doesn't matter. It's right now. And as far as right now is concerned, he has a long way to go before he's even a possibility in the Hall of Fame. There's a number of other guys I would put in before Julian Edelman. So I get what he's done in the postseason is valuable. It's extremely valuable. It's the most valuable out of anything. Regular seasons don't mean don't don't mean anything. But there's a reason why we play regular season games, Adam. There, there is a reason, but there's also a reason why we need those regular season players to show up in the postseason, because that means squat when you go up against, uh, let's say the C- the Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks in the postseason, and you have uh, this this dope quarterback who, or sorry, this dope wide receiver who can't who who racks up all these regular season stats and can't and fails to show up during the in the time that matters most when you have a bum like Wes Welker, sorry, not a bum. Uh, bum. You got Wes Welker dropping one of the biggest passes uh, of the season. Bad throw by Brady. Wasn't perfect, but he told you it was a bad throw. If he's a great, if he's as great a wide receiver as you say, as everyone say he is, you make that catch. Edelman would have made that catch. Tom Brady's as great as everybody says, throw a better ball. He, it, it was, that ball was fine. That ball is fine. All right. We, well, we're, we need to move on in a second. I just want to add one more element to this. Um, there's a lot of jokes going around with all these pl- players for, who are former Patriot players who are flocking to Tampa Bay. Imagine this guy in the coming, say, months or in a year or so. He, this guy winds up being a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I sure would not hope so, because, again, it'd be kind of like, where would he fit in that, like, lineup? I guess the short option, but, again, Scotty Miller's there, so why would they need him? So I think Brady would be more than happy to replace Scotty Miller with Julian Edelman. Oh, Scotty Miller. Come on now. Scotty Miller's not bad. He's faster than Julian Edelman. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not. I just th- I'm just saying what Brady likes. And I think he loves the idea of everybody coming to New England. Listen. Sorry, coming to Tampa Bay and it becomes the Patriots South and they're winning Super Bowls without Bill Belichick. Well, Belichick's twi- sitting there twiddling his thumbs trying to do something with a quarterback whose arm already fell off two years ago. OK, this is my final point on this. And I will say this. Tom Brady did choose AB to be on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. So that Brett mm. Edelman could choose. Gronk no. chose to come out of retirement, and he said, hey, I'll do it. Okay, just because Brady wants certain people there does not necessarily mean it's a good idea for them to get there. I I think it works out fine. They have plenty of talent to just have him have the yeah, team carry have, his old house. He has plenty of talent. So exactly. 
because it's because it'd be it's more for the message rather than just the logic side of it you know they're just going to they're going to go they're going to bring everybody back all the the whole gang that Brady loves all of Brady's disciples and they're going to go and they're going to win a super bowl or two with yep. them Brady Gronk and Edelman they re, they reunite and it turns out that they can still do it i mean I didn't think Gronk was going to be be a big factor last year at all. To, to tr- truth be told, but he actually wound up being a very he very solid. He's still a shell of himself, but he wound up being a very solid tight end for them that year, mm-hmm. last year. All right, we need to all right we need to move on and go into uh, this mock draft here because I mean it would only make sense that we dr- cover the draft at this point in the season because the draft is right around the corner. And I think we we need we need to give the people some uh, some draft coverage. All right, so Mel Kiper, so he's a draft he's an NFL draft expert. Uh, he's been doing this for over 30 years, and he came up with his, with his latest uh, mock draft. I believe it was this morning or yesterday. Uh, but we can break this down in the thirds. We can go through the top 10 picks, then the next. 10 picks then we will go through the last 11 and we'll just go through every pick that and there's a couple trades here in the top 10 so this is interesting all right so i'm going to go through the top 10 all right and you just tell me what what jumps out to you justin uh what's what do you see that you that you're intrigued by all right so i'm going to go through them all right you ready yep all right so number one this is a shocker here the Jacksonville Jaguars, they select quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Stunner. Big surprise there. Uh, we have the New York Jets taking Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU. That's that's pretty that, – that's, that's, that's pretty also cool. pretty obvious. Uh, here we go. Um, at number three, San Francisco, they take Mac Jones at quarterback from mm-hmm. Alabama. Um, this is something that I really don't think they should do. But they're gonna do it anyways. But I don't know. I just think Mac Jones has that type of play style where it can only work for work le- like legitimately for a, a for a quarterback like Tom Brady, mm-hmm. where like you know he doesn't his run his rushing game is limited, but his his arm talent is just so good that he's and his brain is just so. He's so smart that he's able to just pick apart defenses and just read your mind. Mm-hmm. I think at best, uh, honestly, Kirk Cousins for – sorry. At best, this guy winds up like Kirk Cousins where he's a very good starting quarterback but nothing more than that. He's just he's just another guy, just a guy as Max Kellerman likes to put it about uh, Tom Brady's cliff that never came. Uh, here we go. Number four. Uh, th- here's here's where the trade comes in. Uh, Miami trades up and uh, from Atlanta, and they take Kyle Pitts, uh, tight end out of Florida. That is an intriguing one, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, they take Penny Sewell, offensive line, Oregon. Number six, uh, Atlanta from the Miami's pick. They get Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. Uh, Detroit, at number seven, they take Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Uh, number eight, Devontae Smith from Carolina. 
out. Uh, he'll, he'll be drafted by Carolina. Uh, he's a wide receiver for Alabama. Uh, Denver at number nine, they pick Micah Parsons at linebacker from Penn State. At number 10, the New, the New England Patriots, my New England Patriots. I kind of like this move. Makes a little bit of sense. They, they trade up with Dallas, and it kind of makes sense for both sides, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they trade up with Dallas. They take they take quarterback Justin Fields out of Ohio State. So Justin, what do you what what jumps out to you when you see this? Well, two things: the pick by Miami and the pick by uh, New England. But the one that intrigues me the most is Atlanta at six because I always thought if Atlanta was going to go quarterback, they were going to go with Justin Fields, who has always been their guy if he was available at four. And now that apparently in this mock draft, he's available at six and they still don't take him and they choose instead the other quarterback that might fall, Trey Lance. It's kind of intriguing to me. And I wonder why they would choose Trey Lance over Justin Fields in this draft. Yeah, you wonder if Mel Kuyper just knows something that we don't and they actually have changed their minds. You know, this is interesting because um, – I'm, it makes sense for Atlanta because clearly they saw Trey Lance and they said he's going to go later than four. So why why not just trade back and collect another asset for him? And as for Miami, this is this kind of has me scratching my head because I don't know. There's something about tight ends and wide receivers when it comes to when it comes down to those two, you take to me you take the wide receiver. The wide receiver is much more valuable to me unless they wind up being a a uh, Tony Gonzalez, a George Kittle, a, a uh, Tom, uh, sorry, a Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. one of those caliber. Uh, I'm I'm forgetting one. Travis Kelsey, yes, um, one of those. Unless they wind up like them, it's they're not they don't they're not really a huge factor. Like they're a factor. There's like a, another pass catcher, but you know I wouldn't trade up to take one. We have Jamar Chase available. I know I've been very, very high on Jamar Chase, and maybe I'm overrating him just a little bit, but I don't know. What do you What do you think? Two things. As far as your Jamar Chase things, I think you're a little bit overrating him, but that makes up for the fact that you underrate Jalen Waddle because you think he's going to be a bust. So I think that evens out in the end. I think as you far, will. As far as Cal Pitts is concerned, I think he could provide more value than a wide receiver because he can do what a wide receiver does, but he can also give you blocking and can you can put them in different sets you can put them in a double tight end set you can put them at the x spot you can even line them up outside and bully smaller corners in one-on-one situations in the red zone so if he can do more things for you than possibly a wide receiver can and can do it all in one i think he's worth more value than all of them he's a once in a decade type of prospect cal pitts is so i I kind of see why people were like he's a top five pick right now. Weren't people very high on Noah Fant as well? And he's been he's been like I said, just another like I never said I don't think he sucks, but I think he's a he's just another tight end, just another big body out there who's kind of um he and he gets hurt he gets hurt mm-hmm. every now and then, and I just don't think there's anything too special about him. I think he's a very good tight end who's just kind of out there and he just catches passes. He's a good red, zo- red zone threat. That's about it. Yeah. And that could very easily be wind up being what Kyle Pitts is. It could be, but at the same time, Kyle Pitts could be more than that, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, and probably overall just a little bit better. 
Dolphins is not going to last until 20th. If you're going to get him, you're going to get him in the top 10. He's not making the past 10, I don't believe. Right. I certainly agree. I just I just wonder why is Miami taking him? Because they already have they already have they already have a guy in uh, yeah. Mike Jasicki, who I who I think is already a very good tight end who could wind up being better with with improved quarterback play either from Tua or from who they uh, whoever they trade for <clears throat> Deshaun. Um, no, no, no. It's a possibility. You thought that? No. All right, all right. I'll, it's just I'll drop it, but. You know, it, it's disappointing what's going on with him. We're not going to cover that, though. Um, I'm not touching that topic of the 10-foot pole. Sorry. Thankfully. Um, whatever happens, happens with, with Deshaun. It's just really an unfortunate situation. Uh, but now uh, another thing here at New with what New England did, this makes sense for both sides for me because here we have New England who needs a quarterback, so they trade up. Here and on the other side, there's Dallas, who needs, who really needs to just rebuild that defense. And I don't think one pick is going to do it. They trade back and they get more assets so that they could use those assets to rebuild the defense. So, mm-hmm. And they don't need a they don't need a quarterback, and they absolutely don't need help on offense. If they try to do that, good lord, are, is that team dumb? But last the, year oh. they last year we thought they were going to help their defense, and they draft C.D. Lamb. Good God, that team is cl- that team is clueless if they go if they go anything anywhere near offense. Maybe offensive line, maybe. But what you really need is what you really need is uh, they need defense. Yeah, I think they need defensive line help more so than anything. But as far as like where they're at right now, they could still get a top cornerback. I think J.C. Horn would still be on the board at that pick and he's a solid man corner so solid man press corner so if they wanted a corner that can press and be in man all the time and just follow his guy he's the perfect guy for them they could but why not just why not just trade back and get some more assets so you could rebuild that defense i mean these players on offense they have a very good offense we can at least acknowledge that and what and this offense is going to be nothing if they're allowing if they're scoring 40 points and allowing 45 points. You know, they need and these players are eventually either going to age or they're going to leave in free agency or they'll they'll wind up being traded or you know. So it's it's at a point where you need to maximize this window where you have Dak Prescott, Michael Gallup, CD Lamb and Amari Cooper all on the same roster, all while having a solid run game when he's his head is screwed on straight and Ezekiel Elliott and a good off a very good offensive line when it's healthy. So yes. and with Dak Prescott a, ver, a another solid quarterback to throw to throw to all of them and operate this whole offense. So what you need is a defense to really uh, maximize this window. You know, if whether or not they'll want, they'll be a contending team with this is that remains to be seen. But I think we can agree they need to maximize it if if they believe that this is working. Yeah, I think they first off, I think they need to start from either the backwards front or just start from the front back to the to the or backwards front. I think if they're trying to do what I think they're doing, I think they should get a corner to help out with that secondary, and I think that solves one of their problems. But Marcus Lawrence needs to play better. Uh, $20 million man a year, 
you need to play better. If you're not giving me double-digit sacks and being an absolute force out there, that's a problem. Jalen yeah. Smith, Vander, Leighton Vander Esch, y'all need to play be- better. Just play better. Don't fall for the fake with Lamar and let Lamar just run up for a touchdown. Don't follow J.K. Dobbins when you see two pulling guards leading to where the play is. Don't let that happen. Just be, just be smart about this and go back to the level you guys were at in 2018. You guys should be fine. It's just like common sense mistakes. If they just fix up some of the things, they're not that bad. So I think if they just get some help at corner, because I think when Byron Jones left, you saw the problems that happened there when he left in free agency. So I think if they get a corner, they should be fine, I believe. All right. We've been going over the NFL draft, me and Justin, and we just went over the top 10 NFL, the top 10 picks for uh, in Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft. So we we can go into the next the next 10 where we start with number 11, uh, which is the New York Giants. They take Jalen Waddell at wide receiver for Alabama. Mm -hmm. Then you go to number 12. Phil, uh, Philadelphia, they take uh, Patrick Certain, uh, cornerback out of Alabama. Uh, then you have the Los Angeles Chargers, Rashawn Slate, Slater, offensive lineman, Northwestern. You got at number 14, there is Minnesota taking Christian Derisaw, an offensive lineman out of Virginia Tech. At 15, they have – it's Dallas – and they, again, minute they flip this pick with New England. Uh, J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. This one I agree with. And then you go at number 16, Arizona. That's Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. Las Vegas, Elijah, Vera, Tucker, offensive lineman, USC. Uh, there's 18, Miami. They take Quiddy Pay. Edge from Michigan, mm-hmm. the Washington football team, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, yeah. long, interesting name, uh, out of line, uh, linebacker out of Notre Dame, and at number twenty, Chicago for, with Chicago, they take Tevin Jenkins, offensive lineman, Oklahoma State, to protect the Red Rifle out of Chicago. Andy Dalton. I don't know why they did that, but it seems like he's a bridge guy for when, and they're dreaming of the possibility of Russell Wilson becoming available so they could just empty the bag for him. I don't know what's going on in Chicago. Why sign the red rifle who is not better than Mitchell Trubisky, who you could just pick up the fifth year option for and just give him another con a one year deal, a one year prove it deal to see if he's, has something there, and if he doesn't, you boot him. Good luck. See you in the near future, and then you can draft a quarterback, hopefully in the top ten next year. But unfortunately, no. Chicago's going to Chicago. Probably be too high to pick a franchise quarterback, but too low to pick or too low to get anybody of value. So they're just going to be stuck in the middle like they are right now, a fringe playoff team who honestly shouldn't have made it last year, but because of the seventh seed in the playoffs, they made it. So yeah. Um, See, it feels like that. It feels like that's something that wasn't really planned, and they were just going all in on Russell Wilson. They just let 
and they they let Mitchell Trubisky go. And mm. when they found out that Russell Wilson isn't available yet, they just said, you know, let's just let's just settle on settle on uh, Andy Dalton for right now. And if and in the near future, if if Russell Wilson becomes available, we'll be ready. And it seems like that's what they're doing. They're investing on the offensive line. That's something that should, that Seattle never did. And I mean. and you know, once when one. Uh, when Andy Dalton's contract is up, they'll just trans transition over to him. I mean, if he becomes available, well, that's a big if, but we'll see what happens. All right, but we need to go into this. Dra- we need to go into this this uh, middle part of the draft. What sticks out to you, Justin? The middle part. Uh, what I ju- the stuff I just listed. Yeah. Surprisingly, Jalen Waddle to the Giants. I believe if they if he goes to the Giants. There's absolutely no excuses for Daniel Jones at this point. It, if it's he pans out. No, not even that. Even if you think he's going to be a bust and he doesn't live up to expectations, and you think he's going to be more like a wide receiver two or three, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Jalen Waddle, Saquon Barkley. He has weapons on top of weapons on top of weapons. And that defense is solid to win, solid enough to win you some games. There is no excuse for Daniel Jones if they go the route of Mel Kuyper's thing and they choose a wide receiver or another skill position. If they choose a lineman and he doesn't pan out like Andrew Thomas, hmm, I'll be fine with it. But at the same time, Daniel Jones needs to perform this year if they go the wide receiver route because it's pay up or shut up now. See, here's the thing with here's the thing with Jalen Wall. I'm a little surprised by that actually, because mm-hmm. if you look at the weapons they already have in that offense, I don't feel like they need to add in Jalen Waddle. But what they do need is to work on that offensive line. So why wouldn't they? I I don't understand why they can't just take an offensive lineman to help fortify that offensive line so that you can protect Daniel Jones better. That's mm-hmm. the only possible way that you could see the this experiment in that's happening in new new york to fail you know just to say that they're going to um that that's the only excuse you could have for daniel jones at that point is they don't have an offensive line now i agree with you it it, there still should be no excuse for him to at least be able to be a competent quarterback with anyways with the off with the offensive uh weapons that he has but it would make it a lot easier for Daniel Jones if you gave him an offensive line. You know, mm-hmm. they they have enough at wide receiver. They have enough at tight end. They don't need to address those positions. They don't mm-hmm. need to address anywhere else on the offense. They don't really need to address anywhere else on the defense. It's at the offensive line. And if you don't address that, then that's a that's just a dumb decision. It's it's almost equivalent to uh, and I mean, not quite because it was horrible when uh, when Dallas did this last year, but they took CD Lamb in the first round instead of going and addressing the defense. This is a, the same type of thing. You have to go for offensive line here. Okay, my thing is for New York, if Kyle Pitts is available, I might take him because is Evan Ingram really a Pro Bowl caliber like tight end in comparison to like the AFC caliber guys like the Kelsey's and the Wallers and the Andrews. Is I don't he, think you need one. But he is a Pro Bowl tight end, though. So I'm like asking myself. They have a Pro Bowl wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. But if I pass to Evan Ingram, more more, t- more often than not, he'll drop the pass for like no good reason whatsoever. Yeah, it's better than 
uh, rolling rolling the dice on Kyle Pitts. What if he winds up being what Evan Ingram is? Isn't wasn't Evan Ingram pretty pretty much hyped up to be the type of prospect that uh, that uh, Kyle Kyle Pitts is also being hyped up to be? Uh, it's the same thing. With, uh, Kyle Rudolph was Kyle Rudolph made Pro Bowls as well. Yeah. But he's but he's in the later half of his career, and I think you realized he'll get most of the work in the red zone. I just don't think it's necessary. They have they have everything they need. What they need is offensive line. Yeah, you know that's something that uh, stands out to me. What else stands out is uh, Dallas. I think this is a this would be a great move. They trade back, they take their guy, and they get more assets out of it. I'm not sure about the about the. <laughs> Uh, details of this trade. Do they get enough? I'm not sure if they got another first round pick out of it, maybe a couple second rounders, a second and a third, but either way, more assets is more assets to use on the, on the defensive uh, front. So I, th- I, this is, this is a great move for them. If they were to pull this off and that would be, I'd applaud them and I'd applaud new England for trading up and getting, and get taking their quarterback. Like I've said before, and I think, and I forgot who I forgot who described it this way. But what the what the New England Patriots did this offseason, and if they were to not add a quarterback, it would be like it would be like building a car, this really nice car, <laughs> and not putting in an engine. That's what it would be like. And I, I really do agree with that. I completely forgot who said that, but I, I agree. You know, mm-hmm. Cam Newton isn't going to make this make this car run. Do it with me. Do it with me. He can do it. If anybody can, Superman can. My ass, I'm going to say that. B.S. <laughs> Give me a break. That guy, like I, I've already get, I've, I've explained it. We, we're, we're moving on from there. Um, anything else on here? I think Philadelphia, well, in this mock draft, all of the wide receivers go in the first, first 11 picks. So they really can't. They can't. They they might have to address cornerback. Um, yeah, there's not really much out here. Um, I guess I think uh, I don't know. Miami taking uh, edge rusher. Yeah. I don't. I don't see that making much sense to me. Um, it makes a little sense if it works, but what they re- what I think they really need. What they actually need is more more offensive line mm-hmm. help. They've really they've fortified everywhere else. You know, if if they if this mock draft works how it is, they have two tight they have two solid tight ends. They have two very good wide receivers, and they have a good quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. and they have a great defense. Yeah. What they need to do is fortify that offensive line, and then maybe they could get some. Uh, wide uh some running back help as well but i just don't i'm not sure if this pick really works for me uh, i think they'll probably address the running back position later on in the draft because they already have like miles Gaskin, you know, who looks like he can fill that fill the role andrew can attest to what he can do because he just lit up the raiders last season and in fantasy as well and <laughs> made andrew lose the game against brian uh as far as the old andrew line, what do you think Andrew, what do you think? Don't remind me of it. Don't remind, don't remind them of it. Uh, as far as the old line thing, I think most of the valuable old linemen are going in the 
picks before Miami, so I don't think they'll get any like uh, Rashawn Slater. But I looked at the uh, looked at the mock draft. Taven Jenkins is going twenty. So if Miami is looking for a lineman, Taven Jenkins is the guy I would go for. Because if they're doing like a passing concept more so than a running concept, he can handle pass blocking just fine. If we're looking for a lineman. If yeah, that for defense. Sean would like it if they kept Quaddy Pay. Sean would lo- love it. He would love that pick. He could have yeah, sure. Dolphins Quaddy Pay jersey as we speak. Yeah, if Sean was visiting us tonight, he would he would definitely be arguing for that. But I just don't think that's what's good for him. And I think as a Miami Dolphins fan, uh, he doesn't know what's good for him. I I completely agree. He said he would rather have Jalen Waddle over Jamar Chase because of Jalen Waddle's special team ability. And I was like, one of the dumbest takes I have heard on this show. That's not. It's not. But there's it's it's pretty dumb. Jay, I, I think Jalen Waddle to me reeks of John Ross or Cordero Patterson. Ooh. Like the speed, the athletic ability, but he gets injured and he just can't he just can't put it all together. And he winds up being a very good special teams guy. Well, he got injured once in college. We can't say he's injury prone just because he got injured once in college. He didn't put up the numbers exactly. They had four first-round wide receivers in that draft room. I wonder why he didn't put up the numbers he wanted. If he's such a star player like we say he is, he would have been able to at least represent well enough and put up some better statistics than he has. But Last he really year, wasn't able to. The year before Devontae, had- Smith is, Devontae Smith is clearly a better player than him. Jerry opinion. Judy is clearly a better player than him. I just don't get it. I, I really don't. I I I think Jalen Waddle has some good abilities. He's very athletic. He's big. I just I don't see it. You sh- you should see it when you have three other first round talents and people can still talk about you as a talent within itself. The reason he doesn't get as much pub is because literally Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, all three of them were first round talents, and one of them is a Heisman winner. And I'm not sure he wins the Heisman. If Jalen Waddle still on, it is 100% healthy. So let's just leave it at that. Okay, sure. Well, we'll leave it there. I still think he's a bust, but we'll Only time, time will tell. tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. We'll find just out. Just like Cam Newton being your savior. Just like Cam Newton being your savior. You know who else was a great first-round talent? Was uh, Nikhil Harry and Jalen Rager. And go all the way down the list. Some some bum players who who were drafted in the first you, round. You call Jalen Rager a bum after his first season? You can't do that. Yeah. Nah, nah. He's he's showing flashes. I wouldn't call him a bum. All right. So we need to we need to move to the next part, mm-hmm. uh, the last part of the draft. So we've been going on about uh, Mel Kiper's latest NFL draft and. Uh, we've gone through picks, uh, number picks one through twenty so far. Uh, so now we are going to move on to picks uh, twenty-one through thirty-two. Now, to start, we have Indianapolis with the twenty-first pick, and they take an edge rusher out of Miami, Jalen Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, then at number twenty-two, Tennessee. 
They take Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss, at number with the 23rd pick in the NFL draft. The New York Jets from the Seattle Seahawks. They select Greg Newsom, cornerback, Northwestern. It's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers t- select Najee Harris, out of uh, running back out of Alabama. At number 25, Jacksonville uh, from the L.A. Rams, they take Trevon Morig. Mo Morig. Yeah, it's fine. it's an interesting name. He's a safety out of TCU. <clears throat> then. At number 26, we have Cleveland taking Jamin Davis, linebacker, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. At And with the 27th pick, your Baltimore Ravens, yes, they sir. take Terrence Marshall. Ter, uh, sorry, Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver out of LSU. Yep. Um, so I will be, when, when I'm done finishing, when I'm done with this uh with listing all this, I do want to get your take on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number 28, the New Orleans Saints take Zavin Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. At 29, Green Bay, Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. They get they get Aaron Rodgers the help that he needs. <laughs> Rashad Bateman, <laughs> wide receiver out of Minnesota. With the 30th pick in the NFL draft, the Buffalo Bills will select Aziz Ulujari, linebacker. That man's name. It's, a, it's an interesting name. Uh, and now <laughs> at 31, Kansas City will select Jason Owe. Owe? Owe? Uh, uh, edge, Penn, <laughs> St- uh, Penn State. So he's an edge rusher. That's what Kansas City takes. Number 32, Tampa Bay. They select Christian Barmore, defensive lineman, Alabama. All right, now, Justin, give me your thoughts on the Ravens pick. Uh, I'm happy that we're taking a wide receiver. I'm not sure. I'm happy about the wide receiver we're taking. I mean, it's the Ravens, so any wide receiver we take, I'm happy about it. But I would rather have Rashad Bateman. Just a preference. I think I like him more than Terrace Marshall out of LSU. I think he's shown more when given the opportunity to show more. And I think I liked his pro day when he showed up. And I think he would fit this offense well. See, here's the thing with this wide receiver class. It seems like it's very top heavy. Like that's some of the like outside of the top three, which is going to be Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddell. There's really not much that people are all that hyped up about. Like there's some there's some promise, there's some upside with Rajon Rashad Bateman and Terrence Marshall Jr. But the real talent is for wide receiver is coming up in that top eleven in those top eleven picks. Mm-hmm. And he don't get me wrong, they could wind up pan, panning out. But I think the real flashy prospects are come at the top of the draft. Um, as for Green Bay, I don't think they're getting him any help. I really don't. I just, I think, I think that team, it feels like that team is starting to feud a little bit with their quarterback 
mm-hmm. and it could get to a point where they just they wind up trading him away or he winds up leaving. Mm-hmm. There's uh, that's a real possibility with how he was. I've I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, when he said a lot of teams, a lot of players' futures around here uncertain, even myself. That mm-hmm. may have been just in the heat of the moment. He like corrected himself, but I really think in the in that heat of the moment, he was really the truth came out. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's like being drunk, and when you dr- when you drink alcohol, the truth comes out. And mm-hmm. I feel like when he in the heat of the moment, when his emotions were getting the best of him, he was he's he he told him he told the people what he really thought about what his time has been like in Green Bay. And I think um, the way, with the way things have been going, it doesn't seem like Green Bay is very happy with him either. Um, so I don't – I could be wrong. I hope I am, I hope I am because mm-hmm. I think they're treating – as much as I've had my issues with Aaron Rodgers, I do think they haven't, they haven't been treating him the, the best. Yeah. Um, you know that saying where people try to say – uh, America is a third world country with a Gucci belt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of the way the Green Bay Packers are. They're this they're when you first look at them, they're this great organization. But it turns out this team, act, this organization makes dumb decisions and they waste <coughs> they waste two uh, Hall of Fame, two all time great quarterbacks' careers. Out of those two, out of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, they get two rings out of it. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. With one quarterback in 20 years, the t- the New England Patriots got six Super Bowl victories. We ain't asked for the Patriots. We ain't, we ain't asked you on that. I'm just saying. They we were don't. able to maximize it. I mean, that that's it's happened before. Miami yeah. with Dan Marino. They screwed that up. Mm-hmm. Big time. They went to they went to one Super Bowl. They didn't win any. You know, I that's another thing. Uh Green Bay, if they take a wide receiver, good for them. They're trying to keep they're trying to keep their franchise quarterback. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but we'll see what happens. Um, That's funny. When I saw that, when my Mel Kiper said they're getting a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, I had to look at the calendar to make sure it wasn't April Fool's Day or something because I just couldn't believe it when I saw it. Neither can I. There was also the Jackson. Uh, there's also the Jacksonville Jaguars who take. Uh, they take a safety in the first in the first round. Now I get it; they're trying to fortify that offense. That sorry, that defense. But haven't they already signed? I'm pretty sure they signed a couple safeties, some serviceable safeties in the first round in uh, uh, in the draft. Why wouldn't they just get some help up front? Isn't that deep? Isn't that defense up up front like horrible? They have Josh Allen up front, so I don't think it's horrible. I think over time, I think he'll get better. I think in the secondary, I think they want a rangy guy, and there's nobody really more rangy in this draft than the safety out of the TCU. So if they want somebody like that, they should go ahead and get him with the 25th pick if he's available. They should. They, maybe they should take a linebacker, take Jamin Javis. Uh, so, uh, sorry, Jamin Davis or something. Um, I don't know. It just didn't make much sense to me. I, I it, it could end up working. He could turn out like Jamal Adams and just he balls out. Uh, and well, we'll we'll see what actually happens. He could turn out like Cam Chancellor. That could be the new Legion of Boom or the Saxonville Jaguars. I don't think he'll turn out like Jamal Adams, like Blitz Boy up in Seattle. <laughs> uh, you know, well, we'll talk about the Jets. 
the Jets, Jamal Adams, when he was good. Um, yeah. Another thing is um, <laughs> Pittsburgh. This makes sense. Taking right. a running back out of that team was so one-dimensional last year that when they started 11-0, they could only w- manage to win how many games? Did they win two games or one game? I'm, f- I'm forgetting the record. Was it 12-4 and four or 13-3? and 12-4. They started 11-0 and won one game since. Yeah. But it was against the Colts. Yeah, it's it's solid. It's solid. But still, one game is one game. If you start 11-0, yeah. and 0, I, ex- I expect you to go at least 14-2. and 2. Yeah. 14-2, and 13-3, maybe. But that's – holy good lord. They need they need the running back. That's, that's a big pickup for them if they can do that. If he falls down to number 24. Um, do you see anything else? Not with the Steelers, no. Uh, just in the in this in this bottom half of the draft in general. Uh, New Orleans taking a linebacker is intriguing because last time I checked, they did still have Demario Davis, so that's interesting. Kansas City not addressing the old line like they should, but it's Kansas City, so they're going to Kansas City it up by getting an edge guy instead of like an old line guy which is shocking, which I thought they would move up in the draft to try to get, like, Taven Jenkins or something like that. But if they're staying at 31, God help them. And then, nah, everything else should fall the way it should. All right. We're getting towards the end of the episode. Justin, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a page out of Robert's book. Uh, what's one good thing that has happened to you this week? Oh, geez, you're making me think about this. One good thing that – well, the week just started. It's a Tuesday, so nothing much has happened. But if I was to say one good thing, uh, it was being notified that I won't have a class at Wednesday at 2.30. So that's the best thing that's happened to me this week. Other than that, it's been a pretty normal week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Adam? Anything good happened this week? You know, I love that we're playing more football out outside, kind of playing. We've been playing a lot of pickup with all our with our friend group. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been playing some basketball, too. I'm not quite as good at basketball as I am at football. Not to say I'm like some star player at football, but I do enjoy I do enjoy playing it, just being out there and hanging out. Like literally, I played snaps at quarterback and. I was so you can you can you can ask Andrew about this. I was so bad, but I was just so happy to just huck the ball up there and just it was a pick, but it was it was just fun to be out there and just catch some passes from uh, my buddies. You know, it's just fun to be out there. I'm just I'm glad the weather is warming up here in New England. We're in we're in Massachusetts. So uh, it's the weather's a little inconsistent in April, but it's fun to get out there. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FungbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.